This time we stepped outside the city into one of the villages nearby for a chat with Robert Naylor Stables, one of the leading members of the Wheathampstead Dramatic Society, where he is currently play director, an actor, and is also directing their next production. Robert, tell me about the Wheathampstead uh, Dramatic Society. First of all, how long has it been going? Oh, my goodness. Well, it's a great society. It's really vibrant and active, and it probably always has been like that. It was formed in 1946, after the war, as uh, a lot of societies were, I think. And its first play was in 1947. Now, it was founded by a lady called Claire Hoskins Abrahall. She lived in Wheathampstead, and she was an author and a playwright. And the further educational authority of the time asked her to set a society up because they thought it would help the village recover after the war. And it's been going well over 70 years since then without any interruption at all until 2020, which was the first interruption. So we had a full program up till then even through, some of us may remember the days of the electricity cuts back in the 70s, and it even performed through those. One of the members was recounting to me how there was a a shutdown due for a Saturday night, and everybody came prepared with torches and various lights, and when the power went off, all the lights came back on, and they continued through to the end of the performance. So a stalwart team actually prepared to give entertainment all the time to uh, people in Wheathampstead and beyond. I make that about 75 years. It's not far off it, is it? So you're going to have a celebration, I guess. Yeah, we probably will. Yes, we had a, we had a good 70th celebration and uh, we took part in the Village Day as part of that celebration. We all got dressed up and did theatrical stuff. It was very good. Yeah, good celebration. So I'm sure we're due for another one. And presumably everybody who's involved in the society is a member of the society. Yes. Mostly actors or mostly doing all sorts of other jobs? We've got a membership of about 50. Probably about 25 of those are active actors. But everybody pitches in, whatever they do. And the actors and directors, you might be directing one day for one performance and then you're helping out front of house making tea for another performance. So... Everybody pitches in. It's a real hands-on society, which is great. So if you're not acting or directing or part of the team on stage, then a lot of the members actually help out in other ways. Now, it's quite a neat little village. I think it's about six or 7,000 people live there. I'm not sure of the exact number, but it's something like that. Where do you perform? So we perform in the Memorial Hall on Marford Road, And it's uh, a cracking little venue, actually. Um, It's run by the parish council. They're really, really supportive of the society. It's got a really nice, nice facility, a nice auditorium, which holds about 170 people. We've got a good stage, good lighting console and sound gear. Um, It's got nice acoustics in, got a green room for the actors. We've got a bar in there for the patrons. It does it all for us, actually, and we have a lot of fun. The other thing that we have, which is just across the car park, is the other thing, it's got a huge amount of car park, which is also very good. Um, But across the car park, we have a, a workshop, and that workshop is the only bit of stuff that we own. And we hold all our flats and our props and furniture and all that sort of thing in the workshop and on setup sunday when we set the stage up that's a great social activity and everybody pitches up to take all the stuff out of the 
workshop across to the memorial hall and install it on the stage. Yeah, we've had some some great adventures when the winds are high and it's raining and we're transporting these flats across the car park. It's, uh, yes, good bundle of fun. How many plays in a normal year do you produce? So we put on three in a normal year. So we have a February production, a May production and an October production. And pretty much as soon as we finish one play, then we start rehearsing for the next one. So the programme is well set out. What sort of plays uh, do you produce? I mean, are you dictated by the building? Are you dictated by the number of actors you have or the age of the actors? It's mainly the acting pool. So when we're choosing plays, we have two ways of getting plays on stage. One is through our play review group, and they're avid play readers, and they just chew through plays after plays after plays, and they meet every other month and discuss the plays and make recommendations for those that they feel are suitable for us to to put on. That's one way that we put plays on. And the other way is directors can actually bring something to the review group and the committee, something that they feel would be suitable and they have a passion to do, like me with the Faith Healer, and then it'll be considered for production. So that's pretty much how we put it together. But the considerations for the plays are about what acting pool we've got and what we think the Wheat Hampstead audience will appreciate and enjoy. Because there are two things critical as an amateur group. One is that we provide entertainment and enjoyment. And the other is that we undertake the plays and we act out the plays to really deliver the written word that the playwrights made. That's the key thing. And that's the enjoyment for the actors, really, getting those words over in the right way. So that's how it's all put together, really. Do you have any professional actors who have retired from the profession? And conversely, do you have any members who began with your society and then went into the profession? We haven't got any professional actors, so we're all amateur actors, but it has been a seedbed for people to go into other things, onto television, and they've gone into onto stage, both young and mature people. So it's very interesting and very exciting, really, that theatre is, yes, it is a bit of a springboard for, for people to progress their careers. Yeah. And how could somebody join your society? Ah, that's easy. Onto the website and you will find contacts for our membership secretary and just join up. It's um, a relatively small fee, 10 to 15 pounds. And we welcome everybody to join us, particularly younger people. We, as I think a lot of societies, actually are looking for younger people and particularly younger men so that we can expand the type of plays that we can put on. We're currently, I suppose, ranging from people in their mid-30s through to the more mature. There's always a place for the more mature. <laughs> <laughs> and there is always a place for more, the more mature. Um, I'm one of them, yeah. So if we could attract some new membership uh, who are a bit younger, then we would be able to expand our plays, as I say, which would be very good. 
You talked about the average age and, and, and do you have, uh, you know, people from, let's say, 30 to 70, something rather. Can you do plays which need children or younger people? Yes, we do. So we, we have done Lion, Witch in the Wardrobe, which uh, I was in, and um, we were just about to start rehearsals for the Railway Children from February last year. But um, unfortunately, we weren't able to carry on with that. So we can contact younger people uh, to get them involved. I noticed that members get a newsletter because you very kindly sent a couple of samples, which I which I was looking at, most recent editions. We've kept things going because we haven't been able to meet and we've been doing lots of things, lots of exciting things. So we've been having pub quizzes, um, on all on Zoom, of course, and play readings every month where we all get together and read a play together online, which is great social activity. When we start a new play, the director opens his house and everybody comes round and we have wine and nibbles and we all read through the play. And there can be 15, 20 people just because it's a nice, sociable thing to do. And from that, people who are interested in the play will get together with the director and we'll take it forward from there. So we thought we'd do that, you know, without a play. Let's just find plays and all get together and have a drink and uh, some nibbles and run through the play together. And, um, yeah, it's very good, very good fun to do. Um, so that's one of the activities. Um, our play review group are meeting, of course, and uh, we have our poems and pints evening as well. Normally in a pub to drink beer and read poems our favorite poems to each other and we do that online now so that's good fun there's something about a playwriting competition is that right yes one of the other initiatives that we thought would be good and try and encourage people to use their time in playwriting because i think it's really good to encourage new playwrights and it would be really good for a society to be able to put on homegrown plays I think it would be a very, very exciting thing to do. So we thought, let's do that. So we've offered the opportunity for people in the society to have a go at playwriting. And they can be a full-length play, a one-act play, or even a play that we can put on a podcast. So that's running at the moment, and the deadline for, for that is October. If you're not part of WDS and you'd still like to write a play and enter the competition... Just join WDS for 15 quid and you can write a play with the chance of having it put on in 2022. So those are some positive things that have come out of COVID. There must have been a lot of negatives. I think that's probably the big negative is not being able to be there for, for Wheat Hampstead and bring theatre into the village. And for us actors, directors and everybody else that gets involved from wardrobe to scenery to everything we do is just not having that opportunity to get together. But we're desperate to get back up there and, and do the stuff we enjoy doing. When the first lockdown uh, arrived, you were about to produce a play which you had to stop the whole process. You were rehearsing, I believe. Indeed. Well, we we just started rehearsals for uh, the Railway Children, which we had to stop, unfortunately. And whether we'll be able to get the young people again, because they'll have moved on to other things. So a bit of a dilemma for the director on that one, I'm afraid. For me, personally, I was looking forward to directing The Faith Healer in October. But as things transpired, that really wasn't looking very hopeful. So we were really, really fortunate 
when I first wanted to direct it five years ago. Unfortunately, poor Brian Friel died and the licenses were withheld. So I wasn't able to do it then and they were released again. The last licenses were released again last year. And so I was very excited to, to get this project going again. And uh, only to be thwarted, I thought, no, I'm never going to bring this brilliant play onto the stage. But we've been so fortunate. The license has been very kindly extended until October of this year. So we are very, very hopeful that we can put it on. And we've got uh, rehearsals starting in July. So all is good so far. Why were you so determined to get this play on stage? The sort of plays that we do at Wheat Hampstead, I think I've mentioned before, are ones that people recognise. So people will come along. And we also like to probably one of the plays a year definitely do something that's uh, a bit edgy and a bit new and which just takes us on a little bit, really. And I think The Faith Healer, for me, it falls into that category. It's a quite an unusual play, an unusual subject, and it gives us a great opportunity to do something a little bit different and also for the cast to really show their talents in putting the story across. It's quite a small cast, isn't it? But I believe the majority of the play is a series of monologues. Yes, it is. So it's about um, a faith healer, Francis Hardy, the fabulous Francis Hardy, and his wife, Grace, and his manager, Teddy. And they tour about Scotland, Wales, and Ireland with Francis Frank's faith healing objectives. And there are three, as you say, three monologues. They each tell the stories of their travels in a slightly different way and reminisce about them in a slightly different way. And that's very interesting to, to hear how people have been through the same experiences but recount them in different ways. It's an interesting story that is, it's about love, it's about loss, it's about friendship, it's about doubt and it's about, it's about success and it's about triumph. So it, it runs a across a whole gambit, really. And it's got twists and turns in it and a very interesting end. I find it a very fascinating piece and a brilliant piece of writing by Brian Friel. He was an Irish writer, Brian Friel, who, as you say, died, I think it was 2015, quite recently. Well acclaimed in his own country, but also in many other countries. He, um, he went to America, he worked in America. He was a math teacher originally, but great success in his life. Yes, I believe he has. It's really a, a wonderful opportunity to bring a fine piece of writing to the stage and for us all to enjoy putting it together and hopefully creating something that the audiences will appreciate. Our objective is to do Brian Friel's words justice. You've started a rehearsal soon and fingers crossed, in other words, that we don't go back into any sort of lockdown. It should be on stage in October. That's the aim, isn't it? It is 14th to 16th October. Yeah, we're just running for three nights, as we always do, from Thursday to Saturday. And if uh, somebody listening wants to get tickets, what do they do? Go to your website? Yes, they do. Go to the website. Which is? Which is wheathamsteddramaticsociety.co.uk. That's all one word. It is indeed. 
That's great. And uh, you will then, once you've started back in action in October, you'll carry on the following February, the following May, and on for another 75 years. Yeah, <laughs> I, I probably won't see it, but I hope the society will continue to do that. Yeah, it's a, it's a, great, a great team of people. We have a lot of fun together. And uh, we hope we bring that fun and enthusiasm to what we do and to the appreciation of the audiences. Yeah. Robert, thank you very much. And I wish you great success in the future productions. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much indeed, Rob. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. And uh, thank you very much for the opportunity to uh, share what we do at Wheatshampton's Dramatic Society. Those dates again for the first post-COVID production in Wheatshampton. It's October the 14th to the 16th. Seats can be booked at their website. That's Wheatampstead Dramatic Society, or one word, Wheatampstead Dramatic Society.co.uk.